Well, hello, beloved of God. Welcome to episode 71 of Third Heaven Authority podcast. I'm Mike Thompson. Today, I wish to share with you some areas, some dynamics, some principles, indeed spiritual realities about Third Heaven Authority that I think you'll find very interesting. In fact, I really believe the Holy Spirit is going to set us all free from some areas in our lives where we have misunderstandings and have not really been walking in the kind of authority that we really deserve to walk in. And that makes a big difference in our lives. I want to talk to you about authority, faith, patience, and choice. To begin with, spiritual authority. Let's take it into the spiritual realm and realize I'm talking about the spiritual dynamic that Jesus Christ has given to us by his shed blood, by his resurrection, and by the Holy Spirit and his name being given to us on the face of the earth. In the spiritual realm, we have that authority. Remember, from day one, I've been teaching about the three heavens. My understanding is that the first heaven is natural creation. It's the earth hung in the universe, the stars, the moon, everything around us, uh, that we have authority in that realm, the authority of man, as it mentions uh, in Genesis 1, as dominion. And then the second heaven is the spiritual realm around us. That spiritual realm, once we get born again, we have the believer's authority. Jesus said, all authority both in heaven and on earth, has been given unto me. Therefore, you go. Uh, He said we could bind and loose, that we could cast out demons, lay hands on the sick, preach the word, everything with that spiritual authority, doing it in his name. Then, of course, the third heaven is the dwelling place of God, where his throne room is and where all of the saints of God go uh, after uh, physical death, you know, and they depart this world. And so from third heaven, we have that third heaven reality where we are, it mentioned in Ephesians 1, that Jesus, when he died and was resurrected, that he ascended up to heaven and was seated in heavenly places far above all principality, power, might, dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And then in the second chapter, Paul told the Ephesians and thereby all believers that he has raised us up and seated us together with him. And so we have third heaven authority, the ability to look from heaven's vantage point and perspective down upon the earth and to see things through God's eyes rather than be limited to being on the earth looking up and on this linear level just trying to get by with our own perspective. Now, please do not misunderstand me. That perspective affords us great power and authority, but heaven's perspective from above increases that authority, increases the effectiveness and the power of God operating in our lives. So spiritual authority, that spiritual authority then operates in conjunction with spiritual faith. It's not a head faith. It's a spirit faith. It's a kind of faith 
that uh, leaps out of us in response to the Holy Spirit impressing revelation upon our hearts. And then we just, contrary to natural circumstances or what anybody around us would think or what uh, things are lining up to be in the natural realm, man, we just believe God. There is a God. He's real. I can't see him. I can't smell him, touch him, taste him, uh, hear him, all these things. Uh, but I know he's real. And I know he's moving in my life, even though I can't see right at this moment the manifestation of that. It's going to happen. God is real. Spiritual faith. Faith is the unwavering trust in God and his word and what he has promised to do for you. Then, of course, we have spiritual patience. Patience is our willingness to outlive the opposition. Patience is that spiritual dynamic whereby because of our faith, we are willing to wait that we realize that in the spiritual realm, there's no time element. And that's only a natural realm that we have to deal with clocks and time issues and that God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that in the spiritual realm, there's eternity, eternity past, eternity present, eternity future, but they're all together. And God has the ability to slide back and forth and work in all realms, uh, all of those aspects of eternity. And so do we in him. So therefore, we're going to let our natural realm and existence outlive the opposition that is coming against us. Isn't that good? But there's also then the ability that we have, God-given ability and responsibility of choice. See, choice is the res is to responsibly make decisions in line with your faith. Taking the responsibility that we will choose rather than to just believe that everything is set up and just going to flow and that God's will, his direction for us is going to happen and why even bother and, you know, just take whatever comes and try to reason things out in our mind. There's a spiritual choice that we have to make. Now, when we do those things, it will end up then leading us into the manifestation that we want. We definitely want it to manifest in our natural lives, of course. That is the end result. That's the purpose of all this. That's a covenant fulfillment happening. It's the leading of the Holy Spirit getting us through life. It's the authority and the power of God that begins to change these circumstances. Why would we pray? Why would we engage in a th with authority if we didn't think it was even going to change anything? It will manifest, but it has to start in the spiritual to manifest in the natural. It has to be one in the spirit, changed in the spirit, in order to be one or changed in the natural. So spiritual authority will manifest in natural authority, how we live our lives and how we go forward with Jesus Christ. Spiritual faith will manifest as natural faith. And not only the changing of things, the power of God beginning to 
come in and to change those opposing circumstances. Um, but it, the natural faith whereby we begin to walk out what we are expecting in the spiritual realm. And then spiritual patience will bring about natural patience. So therefore, we have a willingness to wait. We're going to watch. We're going to outlive the opposition um, because our faith is spiritual without time. And so therefore, in the natural realm, we're going to wait these things out. Now, our spiritual choice will also result in natural choices. So therefore, our bodies, our behavior, our attitudes will all follow after. It will manifest in our natural being, on the things that we do. Now, the reason I'm saying all this, besides the fact that it is absolutely true and it's good teaching, and I hope that it's really giving enlightenment and encouragement to all of you listeners, but it also is being manifest in several different things today. Now, let me read a scripture to you, and then I want to get into the meat, the explaining of it. In Philippians 1, the Apostle Paul demonstrates these things in just a few verses. He's talking to the Philippian church, and he says, beginning with verse 20, according to my earnest expectation and hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. I want you to notice here, Paul is beginning to explain that he has a choice to make. Now, as I have already gone through, this natural choice is because of a spiritual choice. Do you get what I'm saying here? That two things. Number one is that to truly walk in authority, we have to realize we must make choices. If we're going to make choices, then the second part of it is we have to make the spiritual choice so it will manifest in the natural choice. So what is his choice? To live or die. Verse 21, for to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor, yet what I shall choose, I cannot tell. Now, that's interesting. I want you to get this. Paul, he's explaining this reasoning he's going through, and all this is based upon his faith. Don't you just think that it's about... uh, Uh, natural circumstances. That's not what Paul is dealing with here, even though they're real. He's explaining to them the opposition and and different things that he's facing. But this is about something else. This is about something in his life, in his heart, where he's trying to make the choice. Now, realize, again, he does not say what God is telling him to do. He's making the choice. It's Paul's choice, not a preset will of God. Did you catch it? That's very important. I'm going to say it again. It was Paul's choice, not a preset will of God. 
he goes on and he says, For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better, far better for him. You know, the choice, choice number one is go ahead and die because persecution's coming. He, he could just give up. He could allow him rather than standing in faith. He could use his authority to direct himself to go home. Maybe they'll kill him or by any other means. Choice number one for himself, he said that is better for himself is to die and go to heaven and be with Christ. But in 24, he says, nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. So choice number two is stay and keep ministering, encouraging people, getting people born again, uh, bringing them into the kingdom, teaching the word of God, laying hands on the sick, uh, all of these things of ministry and demonstration of the kingdom. So it's better for them. So he's trying to say, should I choose what's better for me or what's better for you? And again, in this choice, he does not say that God has a specific will. God left it up to him. And then he says, and being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith. So he makes the decision that he's going to stay. And he does for quite some time, stay and continue ministering. Now, I've been in many situations in my life to where I've had to make these kind of choices, and I know that you have too. So one of the things I think that I'm inferring here to you, and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you, is that in the past, there have been times perhaps that you've been tricked into just going with the flow. Maybe it's because of uh, some bad Bible teaching uh, people have told you, uh, maybe in, imposed some pressure upon you to just, you know, that it's God's will, whatever God will, whatever, you know, if you, if you live or you die, it's God's will. If you're sick or if you're healed, it's God's will. If you're rich or if you're poor, it's God's will. If you lay hands on somebody and pray for them, and whether it works and God shows up, it's all his will. If he doesn't show up and they die or uh, the money doesn't come or whatever the situation you're praying for, then it's God's will. And that does not align with Scripture. God has given so many decisions to us. So if we're going to walk in third heaven authority, then we're going to have to use our faith, be patient, and make choices that are responsible to that faith and what God has told us beforehand. Uh, there's one il testimony, I think, an illustration I started to say uh, that I've told before is a number of years back, I was in a situation as the lead pastor of a church, and I knew something was wrong. And we were in a location that I didn't feel like... Uh, that venue was where we should be any longer. We were meeting in a certain building, and the building, we had outgrown it. It was a problem. Uh, the location was a problem. I just didn't feel good in my heart. Neither did CK, my wife. But I talked to the leadership, had an associate pastor, had elders, 
talked to him. Everybody was trying to reason this out and figure out the best way to go and what did God want and, and all this, but it just came, it seemed to just keep falling to that we were going to end up staying. And that's where the their wisdom was pushing me. But it just grated in my spirit. And I I just went home one night and I was laying in bed. I, I said, CK, I'm going to go sleep in the back bedroom. It's just, I've got to praise this thing through. There's something just wrong. And I went in and I wrestled with the Lord all night. I would pray in tongues for an hour and then fall asleep. And then I would wake up 30 minutes later and pray. And I just in this state of just wrestling with the whole thing. And then the Lord came in the midst of that. And I had a God dream. I may have even been half awake. We could call it a vision. But for the sake of the illustration, in this dream, the Lord appeared to me and he showed me this large light. And it was a circular light. You'd think of maybe like uh, a fluorescent tube that was standing on its end. And it was about six feet high. It was probably about six inches, eight inches in diameter. It was round. And it stood on end uh, with a holder, a footing on the bottom. And light, I know, represents wisdom. And so I'm looking at this light, and I'm thinking, hmm, God's going to give me wisdom. There's wisdom here. And on the outside of that enclosure that was around the light, it was like a glass tube surrounding the light. There was just kind of spiraled up from the bottom all the way up to the top, a vine. And it was a vine with green leaves on it. And it just kind of went up like you'd think of like a barbershop pole or something. And I looked at that and suddenly it turned into a snake. And when it did, the Lord spoke to me and he said, are you going to follow the wisdom of men or the wisdom of God? And I went, wow. And he said, you know in your heart what it is that you need to do. Now, catch this. He said, but it's your choice. If you stay where you're at, I'll bless you. I'll do everything that I can. But if you move on, I'll lead you. But it's your choice. And I thought, man, God's given me the choice. Here I am asking him, God, what do you want me to do? And he just pretty much just said, I'm not telling you what to do. Man, you've been doing this for so long. That's what I felt. He, he was just uh, impressing upon me. You've been doing this so long. You know what your heart says. You know what you want to do. You know what your faith is. You know what your authority is. You make the decision. Then he said this. He said, once you make the decision, I'll back it up. And those who trust you will follow you. And then it ended. And so I didn't even tell my wife CK because I felt like that's what the Lord wanted me to do only in that situation because we always make decisions together. And 
I went in the next Sunday morning. I stood in the pulpit and I announced to everyone that we were moving, that we were, that I had found a building and a different building in a different location and that we were moving this week. Wow. It shocked everybody. But you know what? The people loved it because they could feel uh, the confusion. 90% of them. The associate pastor over the whole thing got mad and resigned because I didn't consult him. All the other elders were okay with it. There were a few of the people that got mad left with the associate pastor uh, because they wanted to have input in that decision. But do you catch what I'm saying? Choice. We moved and God blessed us far beyond anything that we could have ever had having stayed there. So choice is so important for us. Praise God. Now, one more story. And I realize that these stories I'm telling you are actually pretty big things. Uh, But the same principles hold true in all of the minor, lesser choices that we have to do in life. We, We need to make them according to our authority, faith, and patience and be responsible and realize that not everything is just set by God. There are certain things. I mean, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to return, and it doesn't matter what you think about it, what choices you make, or what you say about it. He's going to come back at the appointed time. You can't change that. But most of the things that are in your life are changeable. They are controllable by your spiritual choice. And that's an element of taking authority and walking in that authority and thereby spiritual third heaven authority in your life. Now, this other story is a biggie, of course, and it is uh, when uh, CK and I were on sabbatical in 2013. We had an experience where uh, she was in the bedroom praying and having an encounter with the Lord, and I was in the living room uh, of this high-rise apartment. Actually, it was a timeshare condominium. And as I prayed, and this condominium, by the way, was in Las Vegas. We were still headquartered in Oregon. As I prayed, I was caught up into the spirit. And I had a supernatural encounter uh, with Michael, the war angel, and about revival and the glory of God, the rainbow glory of God coming to America, spiritual warfare, a lot of things. But the point is this, at the end of that encounter, before it wrapped up, is Michael turned to me and he said, the Lord has given to you an assignment. Now, I knew he was talking primarily about the third heaven authority, teaching it to the people, that assignment. And he said, you can do it from anywhere. So he's saying, it's up to me, but the Lord would rather you did it from here. So I had a choice at that moment. I mean, obviously, if the Lord said he'd rather I did it from here, that's what I'm going to do. And that's the choice that we made. And we moved to Las Vegas. But my point is this, the Lord was giving me the choice. He was saying, wherever you want. You can do that assignment from anywhere. 
but this would be a better place. I had to make the choice on what I wanted to do. The Lord was going to back me up on any decision that I made, whichever way I went. But I made the choice according to my faith. And you can too. I'm going to pray for you right now. Lord Jesus, I praise you and I worship you and I give you all the glory. And Lord, for every single one of these listeners now, what are the choices that you have given unto them? Lord, I ask that you would set them free from any kind of religious doctrine, pressure that's been placed upon them, robbing them, stealing them of their choices, that, Lord, you would not only reveal that to them and release and set them free, but also, Lord God, that you would just reveal in their hearts and just explode the understanding, the anointing of how many choices they have to walk in third heaven authority, and that when they make the decision, they'll listen to the Spirit, but they'll make the decision, and they'll run with it, and you'll back them up. And then the Spirit will give them further guiding instructions, and they'll continue running with it, and you'll back them up. And they'll get to the place in every one of these choices that you manifest your love, your grace, and your power in their lives. Bless them, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I pray that you enjoyed today's episode, and I encourage you to subscribe to Third Heaven Authority Podcast. Make sure that you do not miss a future episode. God bless you all.